We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Banks it This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, January 15th on the heels of the Thunder's 112-102 win against Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. You're proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the official podcast of DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob, and we've got a full house tonight. Everybody's fired up, wants to be on the show. Apparently, except for Taylor, who keeps dropping. <laughs> I've got my guy, JD, here with me. Hello. We've got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. Nick Crane is here. I still need to get my own little clever intro. I don't have anything cool like you guys. We've got Comey Armorabian. Uh, I believe in ghosts and aliens, and I enjoy frequenting Santa Monica to go to the beaches. So that's what I'm feeling today. <laughs> Couldn't have been more random myself. And Taylor Peterson will be with us momentarily. Gentlemen, it's a pretty good basketball team. I hear Pingley that uh, yeah. in my Pringley. <laughs> hey, <laughs> who said that? Uh, I don't know. It should be that. a shirt. <laughs> they got Skip Bayless talking about Oklahoma City on whatever that is on his show with Shannon Sharp, and yeah. now pretty much any NBA fun fun stat guy or any NBA smart guy is like, "Hey, you all should watch OKC." It's it's really interesting how the narrative changes pretty quickly. List of national people who have mentioned Oklahoma City Thunder this week. Can we name them all? No. Zach Lowe. Uh, yes. Bill, Bill Simmons. Simmons. Yes. Just say yes. Um, Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor. Yes. Bobby Marks tweeting yep. about the Thunder. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma <laughs> tweeting about the Thunder. Yes. Ryan Rosillo. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lots of ringer, guys. Yep. 
I can't think of anybody else, but it's been a lot. The big ones. Nikias Duncan, but he always talks about the Thunder. He does. Yeah, Nikias is a real one. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's weird. I don't they've know reached how to a different audience for sure. Right. Oh, they had a national TNT national game this week. So we oh, had yeah, like that, Shaq that talk about helps. him. We had my my guy Stan Van Gundy. Indeed. All Stan Van Gundy does <laughs> is call NBA games and then get on Twitter and trash the state of Florida. We also <laughs> totally had it. We had uh Richard Jefferson, who's the uh the broadcast guy for the Nets. Which oh, I did yeah. not know covering the game today. I didn't I know, know that either. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Mike Breen. It's yeah. an all-star lineup there. Very good. Yeah. Um, let's just dive into this game, guys. Because the Thunder are on a three-game win streak. Should be a five-game win streak. Hooray. If they don't lose by one in Miami. So tonight they go up to Brooklyn. Third game in four nights. Fourth game of a four-game road trip out east. And they pull off the victory. 112-102. Quick game recap, if you guys uh, missed this one. OKC started their normal starting four. I think that's just the starting four for the rest of the season, barring any injury. And then Jay Will at the five. And physically, they just start really slow. I, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it just felt like they weren't running at all. Off misses, off makes. Against Philly, it was a track meet. Tonight, it just felt... Like, they didn't want to run a lot. They ran a lot of half-court, very slow stuff. Lou Dort starts the game incredibly hot, splashes in two threes. Uh, Giddy was very aggressive early with three drives to the basket for layups. Maybe my favorite part of the first quarter, Shea just kind of existing in the background, just hanging out. And then at about the four-minute mark, he said, oh, okay, I'll go on my own little 10-0 run, and just exploded. It's just it, it's still so incredible to me how he's able just to to flip the switch just like that, you know, shakeover, if you will. Mm. It's You're Taylor's right. favorite. It's a great term, <laughs> isn't that? Isn't My that the sign of a star though? This podcast. I think it is, Nick. I think like, yeah, I yeah think the greats just, do that. You think about all of the top players in the league, and that's that's a character, it's a character characteristic. Wow, if I could talk, um, and and what we've seen this season from Shea is that he is becoming one of those guys and he's putting up the numbers to be one of those guys. He's doing the whole, I'm going to get free throws. I'm going to get superstar calls. I'm going to make game winners. Like at this point, I don't know what else you want from him to get that star label. It almost feels like at the end of each game, especially this last game, these last few games. Um, and if Miami does a normal free throw shooting night, OKC comes away four and Oh, and it just seems at the very end of each game, Shea's at the line icing the game with free throws every single down, uh, every single time they're down the court. Uh, and he's getting those calls. And so I think it's pretty special. Like he's just, he's that guy. 100%. We'll get more into Shea here in just a moment. Uh, second quarter was a slugfest. Okay, so he loses that quarter 20 to 26. They go into half down two. The third gets even uglier. They got down by as many as 10 in the third quarter. But one of my favorite moments of the season happened in this third quarter, gentlemen. There is a missed basket. I think it was by Lou Dort. And Nick Claxton comes away with the rebound. And Josh Giddy's just hanging around and sees the basketball and says, I guess I'll just grab that thing. Goes for it. Apparently, Nick Claxton, very offended, by tie-ups, because he got a little upsetty spaghetti. 
shoved Josh. Josh walked away, had some words. Apparently, afterward, uh, Kyrie Irving and Mark Dagernault had some words. Uh, Silva will pull up that tweet in a second because I want to go through what what some people I tweeted out. What did Coach say to uh, to Kyrie? We got some good ones. So Josh and Nick Claxton do the jump ball, and the next time down the court, Josh just drives straight into Nick Claxton, big bodies him out of the way, hits the layup over him, and on the way back down the court, does the too small, too small. holds his hand down. And I was just like, oh, we've got petty Josh Giddy right now. Like the last time I remember somebody offending Josh and then him getting pissed off was the poster in Summer League. Yes, I think Nick Silva and I were all sitting in the hotel about to walk over to uh, to UNLV to watch summer league games when Josh just absolutely yammed on that poor son of a bitch. <laughs> that was a great moment. Josh got petty. Uh, he went off. Um, so the Thunder go down in the fourth quarter, uh, heading into the fourth quarter down five. And it's just an insane fourth quarter. Dort and Isaiah Joe get hot from three. The Nets can't hit anything. There were back-to-back wide-open Joe Harris corner threes that rim out. Josh Giddy goes God mode, gaudy, if you will. Thunder win the quarter 37-22, to the youngest team in the league. 37-22 to on the third game in four nights to close out the Brooklyn Nets and win their third straight game. It's resilience, man. It's what you and I talked about after the Bulls game. And what Nick and I talked about after the Philly game. Right. This team can take a punch. And like tonight, you said they went down 10 and not just went down 10 in the third quarter, but like went down 10 basically at the end of the third quarter. And it took all of three minutes before they had the lead again, like just completely unfazed. And like you said, all those other factors, third game in four nights on the road at Brooklyn, you're tired, the end of a long road trip, youngest team in the NBA, all the reasons for that to have been a death punch. But yet again, it wasn't, and they come out with a win. And like Kamiar said, they're a normal shoot, free throw shooting night away from, from going 4-0 and this last week against four really solid teams. Yes, not fully healthy teams al- along the way, but still four very solid East Eastern Conference teams. It seems it's ridiculous. We, we've we got Shea and Josh. It's been phenomenal of late. And then there's been this J-Dub resurgence and there's been this dort like sometimes he's there sometimes he's not tonight dort was that that third guy or arguably first or second kind of guy for most of the game um while j-dub really struggled offensively i'm just wondering like what happens when all four of these guys yeah have a big night like there's always like josh's big night uh last game lou struggled offensively lou was great offensively tonight j-dub struggles like when when they're all clicking i I don't know who's who's going to blow this tech. At this point, this team's not going to get blown out. We talked yeah, about this. Just, it's, it's crazy. The good thing is, Nick, guys can have an off night, and they're still winning basketball games because mm-hmm. so many other guys can step up and make plays. Yep. It's incredible. So I don't want to spend too long on this game because we got a lot to talk about, but roundtable it real quick. One big takeaway from this game. Typically, when we do a post-game pod, we have like, the five big takeaways. Let's just hit one for each person. Talk about it real quick before we get on to some broader OKC themes. I'll start. Um, basketball is a game where confidence matters. 
we're seeing that with Josh. It's not just a jump shot thing. It's the entire bag kind of thing. So let me interject here quickly, just based off something that Jacob said earlier. Uh, I was looking at some post-game quotes, just trying to get uh, caught up really quick. And Masato tweeted out, uh, when, when Giddy was asked about his that, that play against Claxton that you mentioned earlier, Jacob, Giddy smiled and said, uh, when asked about the too small finish over Claxton, he said, I just got a little bit excited and put my hand down. It happens, you know, just <laughs> me too. I'll, I'll walk around work and just, you know, put my hand down. Call me, will you do that to a student, like bump into him in the hallway and then just too small him? No, because I'm pretty much smaller than a lot of other guys in high school. I do one, that every time I see Comey. Yeah. One time I one time I stood on a chair just to see what it was like to be like, you know, like see what see, see what three. Justin looks like. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Staying on a chair, he just like pumpkin pie. Have three kids. Try it out. See what happens. Have three kids. Eat some pumpkin pie. Fantastic. There's our pumpkin pie reference. But, hey, a, a, a takeaway I would have from this game is that Josh Giddy, like we've had the, these conversations a little bit earlier on podcasts. It gives me feelings that if he, when he, he already called Chip England a genius, by the way, but like when he's showing what he can do more physically and he's going to grow, I think a little bit more physical, like he could average you more than 20 points a night or at least 20 points a night instead of like an, 18, 7, and 9 or whatever every evening. I think my my uh, big takeaway is another Dagnall quote post-game where he said, there is no schedule. Somebody <laughs> asked him, how do you feel about, you know, is the Thunder ahead of schedule? And he said, there is no schedule, which is an all-time quote, by the way. That goes right up there with Presty's like, burn your assumptions. Prestyism. Yes. But, like, I think that's what's so fun about this team right now. Like we've kind of tried to talk about it and we've been kind of grasping around it lately with this run that the team has been on. And I think there, there's no expectations. They're just balling. Like this is the fun part of like trust the process. There's been a lot of not fun parts so far, but we're getting to see a little bit of that. Like, all right, these youngins can go out and ball and they're doing that. And who knows how long this sustains? Like they could go out and lose every game next week. I don't think they do, but they could. And like, that's fine because that's kind of where we're at right now. There's going to be some ups and downs, but I think getting to see that like progress, like real progress, not like minute, I'm grasping at straws progress because we lost by 30 again, but like real, holy cow, they're actually pretty good. That's been so much fun. And so it's fun to, to kind of have, have no like pressures. Think about all the years when the Thunder were good and it's like every loss was excruciating and like, you're stressed out watching the game. Like you just get to sit back and watch Leeds these dudes lost play. instead of Lee uh, instead of yeah. You know, the Thunder they're on the other behind. side of this blowing right. games to young teams. They shouldn't lose to and things like that. Like you just get to kick your feet up and enjoy it right now. That was another one I had on my list, uh, Justin. So Dignall said, there's no schedule. There's a way of operating that we're very confident in that we're just going to bet on. And I love this next part because to your point, it's just, it's such a thunderism. Um, We've gotten a little bit of, of success here with our head down, and so we're not going to pick our head up and start looking around. And that's and, and it kind of goes back, like I, I keep thinking about what Jacob said over the past couple of weeks, like uh, Kenrich Williams being that guy that just comes in, blue collar, like you, you, you envision him and you think of him like, what'd you say, Jacob? Like he, he's the guy working on your car or like doing the blue, blue collar work. Yeah, he shows he, up in his mechanic. in his jeans and his work boots. His and work boots smokes and then gives your you ass a pickup, <laughs> like Hernan Gomez and Hustle. 
and it's one, not one hundred percent. Yes, yes, exactly. It's not That's who they should have cast that charge, but it's kind of like what this Thunder team is building and and moving towards. I, I that kind of stood out to me as well. But the other one that stood out to me here is something that I think like a lot of people will kind of gloss over, just because this is what Shea's been doing on a night in night out basis. But if you truly watch, if you're not just box score watching, uh, and, and you've watched this game, you know all the way through. It felt like an off night for Shea, not in terms of a, a like an efficiency, but in his contributions. Like you said, Jacob, he almost you know just kind of took a back seat in a way, not in a bad way, and let Giddy do his thing. And then when he needed to turn it on, he did. Still had twenty eight points on eight of seventeen shooting, only one of four from three, um, but seven rebounds, one assist, like eleven of fourteen from the free throw line. And that felt like an off night for Shea. Hmm. Like other guys are still, but it's still able to step up, contribute. He's playing within the flow of the offense. Shea truly is a superstar. Like what we're seeing from him this season. I mean, it, he didn't even have a quote unquote good game. And <laughs> here we are talking about him at 28 points. Uh, I mean, it just, I don't know. It kind of blew me away when I actually looked at his stat line and saw his contributions throughout the entirety of the game. And, um, you know, because yeah, I think you you look at tonight's game, you, you think a lot about Josh Giddy to Nick's original point, uh, his aggression, which was great to see, but like Shea can still take a back seat and impact the game at such a high level. Like this team is really, really good, especially when those two are leading the charge. So that was kind of my big takeaway outside of Giddy was, was seeing what Shea was able to do, even with when Giddy was the one uh, kind of leading the charge there tonight. Can, can I say one thing about like more holistically than just this game? It's really easy when you're rebuilding just to think like, you're going to get draft picks. It's going to work out. You're going to get better. But we see a lot of teams around the league. Have, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking even outside of here. There's, there's a lot of teams that have been mediocre to bad for a long time. Kings, Charlie. Like, yeah. Flash in the pan, you know, eight seed in the playoffs, and then right back down the next year. The um, Hawks. <laughs> Wizards. Good grief. Let's go down the yeah. list. Um, my, my point is, my point is, um, Oklahoma City is obviously uh, rebuilding the right way and things are working out. I would say enjoy this moment because mm-hmm. we're going to blink and this team is all of a sudden next year going to be like in contention for, you know, the five, six, seven seed in the Western Conference. Oh. Uh, if not better, I know Jacob's about to get icy there. Home uh, court, buddy. So re- regardless, I re- to uh, Mandrews in the background on Nick's stream, just with a monster catch there. Re- regardless, <laughs> regardless, uh, these things happen quickly when you get the right group of guys together. Yep. So enjoy this right now when they're still the young and fun team. Totally. And it's like, oh, they almost won. Like they're they're trending the right direction. Um, next year, it's right back. Next year could very easily be right back to your pissed off every game they lose, which most people and- haven't had that feeling in a couple of years. Yeah. It's it's going to be hard to get used to. And the other thing that happens is you go from being like the fun media darling, like everyone's like, wow, look at the thunder. Yay. And then all of a sudden, like once you're in convention, everyone just wants to like pick you apart. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. the, and the narrative totally changes. And it's like, oh, SGA had X number of ISO possessions last night. That's not winning basketball. Blah, blah. blah. Why did the, the thunder trade for John Collins? <laughs> it's uh free. This throw is merchant. the season that is free of expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll piggyback off of what you guys were saying. And I wasn't like totally locked into this game because I was, I was watching my Vikings lose in the playoffs. Um, so I, just, 
Yes. Oh, baby. Uh, to take a broad look at things. I remember how I felt when the Chet injury news came in about this season. I was just like super bummed, uh, was really excited. And then all of a sudden was not at all excited because I didn't expect this to happen in any way. And now it's like, I have to avoid speaking in hyperbole when I'm talking about this team to friends. It's really tough. And it's also really exciting. I can't wait to see where we go from here. My big takeaway was Taylor stole it from me. That's totally fine, Taylor. But typical fashion. <laughs> it did not feel like Shea had 28 tonight. Agreed. He felt like it felt like the jumper was off for most of the night. Uh, I say that. And there was a time in the fourth quarter where he went to the free throw line, hit two. Next time down, uh, Michael Cage said something about. Royce O'Neal, they're still putting their best defender on Shea Gilgis-Alexander as Shea just casually fades away and <laughs> shoots this high-arcing mid-range J. And I was like, God, this guy just cooks the shit out of anybody they put in front of him. Like, <laughs> so your, your best your best defense against Shea is his just go to the timeout and pray. Like, it, it kind of felt like <laughs> Shea was take like, it is the fourth uh, road game for him. And, for sure. Yeah, still yeah. casually puts mm-hmm. up 28 points. And and like Nick mentioned, J Dub has a really off night tonight. Doesn't really score the ball much, and doesn't matter. You know, Josh Giddy is there. Lou Dort is there to pick up the slack. They always have somebody. And and the thing is, J Dub made winning plays despite that. Like his assists and rebounds, Keek and everything as well. Great point. Also, just I know we're at twenty, which is just about perfect. Um, but two quick hitters, Lou Dort. 22 points, 6 to 10 from the floor. Most importantly, 5 to 7 from 3. Uh, I understand that that 7 attempts is probably a little higher than what we want to see, but I thought the majority of his attempts um, were catch and shoot, which is <laughs> really exciting. We've talked you want. a lot about that with Lou, and uh, I mean, he was fantastic for the Thunder tonight, especially offensively. And then also just a uh, on <laughs> Jacob plug your ears. But, hey, I was and, about to bring him up. Okay, yeah, go. <laughs> I didn't know you had to. Sorry, I didn't know you had more. I'll I'll save it for you then. Just Anyways, Lou Dort and, put a sock uh, in my mouth tonight. We're my Great two for him. Baisley <laughs> put a sock in Baisley. Thought that Bay, uh, that Baisley that Jacob uh, was talking. <laughs> I didn't realize that was actually the song. that's one of my favorite sounders. Can we do one more time? One more time, one more yes, time. please. And that dude put a sock in my mouth tonight. Great for him. <laughs> It's a high quality sounder. It sounds like Jacob's just talking. Basically, with second highest plus minus, I know there's uh, certain individuals on Thunder Twitter who get very triggered about plus minus. (laughs) Second highest plus minus on the team tonight, a plus 13 in 18 minutes. He had six points, six rebounds, three assists. Generally just played smart, especially offensively. Uh, Moved the ball well, made the right read. He... He's a second game in a row, really caught, well. a, caught a pass at the top of the key, wide open, and pulled the three and missed it. But I was like, you know what? That's a good look. That's a good shot. He didn't like, hesitate. He's playing within himself, which has always been the knock on Baisley. And he's helped two nights in a row contribute to winning basketball. So shout out to Darius Baisley. He has played very good. I uh, hope he doesn't post another uh, anti-public education tweet anytime soon. <laughs> My preference is to be taxidermied when I die. <laughs> you guys ever notice that we have no JD sounders? Hey, yeah, this yeah. man refuses <laughs> to clip himself. Oh, we we can we can change that. Come on. I We're feel like we need happen. like a little like noise before the sounder so that those not watching the stream can tell when <laughs> it's a sounder. <laughs> or else uh, Jacob just has like a little sounder outbursts. Yeah. 
clinically have Tourette's. Um, so let's transition from that to bigger picture OKC Thunder, which my first question, uh, I'm going to censor myself so we don't have to like mark an explicit thing on the podcast. What the F has gotten into this team, Nick? Mm, uh, experience has gotten into this team. Uh, buy-in has gotten into this team. Uh, I know it's like so cliche and Mark says it all the time is like, there's no schedule. There's no this, there's no that. It's just like doing the right things and building the right habits. And then the, it's not about, I know we say trust the process. It's not about the, it is about the process and the outcome comes with it is basically what I'm trying to say. And I think that they've been doing this for long enough now that it's finally clicking. And to, to the guys on the team, it probably doesn't feel any different. They're not like, oh, wow, we're doing this differently now. Or we've, we've really made this huge adjustment. They're doing the same thing they've been taught to do all along. And the talent and the experience have just caught up to it. I think it's one of those things. And it seems like how Thunder, Kil- Thunder culture has built itself is that you're more concerned with the day-to-day and the process than you are the outcome. So like, I'm sure that winning, winning these games feels really nice. And it, it's, I'm not going to go so far to say that like, they're not paying attention to that at all. But I think as a whole, this team's probably much more concerned about like playing disciplined and staying within the system and fulfilling your role and doing X, Y, and Z than they are like, well, we won this game. We didn't win that game. Again, I think that comes with the territory right now. Obviously, that changes later when the expectations change. But for what they're doing, I think that goes along with what Dagnald's postgame quote was, which was, you know, there there is no schedule. This is the team that's just following the plan. They're following the blueprint. They're playing within themselves. And I think that's why they've been so dang good is because everyone's just like doing what they're supposed to do. And when you see them get punched in the face, in basically every game in the last week and they respond and they look so composed. It's because they're not concerned with the scoreboard. They're just continuing to execute and follow their game plan. And that is what's translated to all these wins. And I think that's, what's really exciting right now is it doesn't feel like, you know, they're, they're focused on the wrong things. They're just, again, to go back to Dignos quote, they're keeping their head down and, and following the plan. I'm just going to echo everything Justin said and just say the team is really, really, really well coached. And this team also finally has specialists in which they can rely upon. Like how many times in the past, like, you know, Katie, Russell Westbrook era, uh, then, you know, Russ and PG era did OKC actually have specialists they could rely on like Isaiah Joe or Trey Mann or even a Jalen Williams or something like that. Lindy freaking waters. Lindy waters. Exactly. So this, this team actually has specialists like Justin says, so they can actually play their role. Uh, Basely he's not really an offensive factor guy, but obviously is more of a decent wing, really good wing defender. If he actually puts his all into it and, uh, so, like, just playing their roles, and they're really well coached. Dagnall has talked a lot about them being more concerned with creating these habits. And I think you are starting to really see that they stick to those habits. We don't have a lot of insight into what the day-to-day with Dagnall looks like, what the huddle-to-huddle with Dagnall looks like. I actually thought it was really cool Wednesday – or was it Tuesday night – against Tuesday. the heat on TNT when we got a mic'd up Dagnall in the huddle. Cause that's the first time we've ever heard him yes. do that. You know um, 
he had a quote the other night though that just the epitome of the culture they're trying to build. It was the Chicago game. And that was the second night of a back-to-back. And Dignault said that they, that day at shoot-around, they did some film work and they showed the team uh, some clips of the Orlando game on that second night of a back-to-back that they lost. And they showed them a few clips of like some really solid Thunder defensive possessions and said, even though it's a second night of a back-to-back, look at what you did. You guys can still do this. Conventional thinking would be, hey, let's show them how bad they played in that Orlando game and say, we can't do this again. We got to play better. But they took like these positive clips and said, look at what you can do, right? This positive reinforcement versus reinforcement this learning. That's what negative reinforcement. Say, yeah. yep. And it's um, just the, the, the culture that they have built, the habits they have built, the, the, what they are instilling into this very young team. I think Nick hit it on the head. You're starting to see all that stuff kind of come to fruition here. And this is the product of that. So speaking of fruition, I try to go in and pull some stats to kind of justify what what we're seeing, what all you what all you all have talked about so far. And we've talked about ten games being a small sample size. Obviously, five being a very small sample size. Um, but over the last fifteen, you know, I, I remember Dignall talking about this the past two seasons. Twenty game sample size. It's kind of, you know, when they get through the first fourth of the season, they they really kind of look at that as a, a sample size and go and, 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 and you know, kind of do a, an analysis off of that and go from there. So past 15 games, the Thunder ranked seventh in offensive rating at 116.6. Defensive rating, they're at fourth in the league at 111.1. So not only are we seeing that, you know, it, earlier in the season, we kind of saw the the defense stagnated a bit and maybe even decline while the offense climbed. And now what we are seeing is what we saw last year with that, that, you know, that team defense continuing to prosper um, and, and come back this season, obviously, but combined with the offense, the offensive uh, productivity and just kind of both of those thriving here at the right time. It's been really exciting. And so I thought those stats kind of, they stood out to me and kind of justify what we've, seen from the eye test and that defense over the past 15 comes with you playing Kenrich Williams at center <laughs> and Jay will the 35th, 34th, 35th overall pick a rookie at center. Cause all your bigs are injured. I think that's the most improbable part of all of this. Like the podcast we did as a group right after Poku got hurt. And it was like, well, Time to see the tank come in because we literally have no centers. <laughs> like there's nobody over six foot four on this team anymore. And exactly, they've been better than ever. But like this stretch, yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre. There's you no rational explanation that <laughs> says you should go out and beat the Joel Embiid led 76ers when you don't have a center. But that's what they did. Yep, Justin. That leads me into the next point. Perfect segue. And Nick, I'm coming to you first on this one. Is this team winning in spite of not having any bigs? And will bringing JRE or Poku or both back change the flow of this team? Have they found something by playing small? Does bringing Poku or JRE back kill this vibe that they're currently having? How do you balance that? What, what does this look like? 
whenever we get into February and Jang is healthy again and JRE is healthy again and we get on the backside of the All-Star break and Poku is healthy again? It's a good question. I I don't think it I don't think bringing those guys back hinders anything. Um you think about the the things the Thunder have been good at without a center. You think about the switchability, like I don't care who you're guarding, you have the ability to switch on anybody, which is a, which is an advantage for sure. Um, you think about offensively, a lot of teams are running zone for a couple of reasons. One, the Thunder before recently could not shoot the basketball from the perimeter. Um, and also Shea is the number one driver in the league. Let's clog the paint, run a zone. What Oklahoma City's done though, is now that they have all these guys that hypothetically can shoot is they found ways to bust the zone. In, in a bunch of different ways and then defensively the switching. But I think about those guys coming back and I'm like, but wait, they're not centers either. Like, I think it's easy to say this team's playing well because they're doing small ball with like Kenrich Williams at the five. But what can Kenrich do that Poku hypothetically can't or Zhang hypothetically can't? Like, the guys you're going to plug in are just bigger versions of the same guys. They're still non-centers. So I don't think it's just a flash in the pan. They're going to lose momentum. I think that a lot of what they're doing now is not sustainable long-term. However, speaking of sample size, this team, if they would beat the heat, they'd be 500 right now. That's, that's bigger than just this last couple of weeks of, of success. Like this team is actually solid. I, I feel like Poku fits in this is going to be a crazy statement i feel like poku fits in more seamlessly than jre with what this team's been doing like jre is a it's a little different with him poku can i mean he's a big sort of um he gets a lot of blocks but like he still brings that same like kind of extended playmaking ability the the poku nectar which we haven't gotten to talk about as much lately uh i he, need it back in my veins he makes plays happen like jre does play tend to play a little bit more like a traditional big in a non-traditional bigs body. Yep. Whereas Poku doesn't really play like a traditional big. So I feel like of the two, he probably Poku probably changes things up less. So it will be interesting if, if JRE comes back first, which sounds like he will, what what his role looks like, what his minutes distribution looks like, kind of how they fit him in. But I think to Nick's point, it, it's bigger than just this stretch of play when they haven't had any centers. Like it's not like they were awful whenever JRE played and suddenly something changed. Like, I think they're still going to be doing exactly what we've seen them do. Well, and the other thing too, is like Jay will has technically been starting over the past handful of games. I know he's been starting some, not starting others, but tanking my bet. He's been, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That'll be a fun one. So uh, keep an eye on that one. Will it be fun? <laughs> I can't, will it? I cannot wait for us to be at a Thunder game and get to film one of you two taking charges by Thunder fans. That's one of my, hands down one of my favorite bets from this year. There has gonna, to be one where one of you guys is like holding a bucket of popcorn, taking the charge and like throwing the popcorn up in the air. The amount of social anxiety Soul is getting because you cannot imagine my J will uh, propagandas. I just want to know: Does Taylor get to pick who Silva has to draw the charge on? <laughs> Yeah. No, no. So long as it's in uh, traffic, you know, it's got to be a, a true charge. You got to have a driver. Steps in front of somebody's of grandma, the a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think maybe, whoever wins maybe... that bet, the loser has to take the charges. 
I think the winner should have to be the ref. Yes. And call the charge. Yes. I will happily do that in my referee outfit. And uh, we'll get Nick at the game and he'll have a headset on. We'll go to him for the review. No, wait, we guys, let's not forget what Taylor just said. He just agreed that if he does win the bet, he will wear a referee jersey to a Thunder game. Yeah, he did. Which is something in itself. That's incredible. It's going to be great content. And if Taylor uh, calls it a, the, calls it a block instead of a charge, still has to take another one. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we got to move on. I can't set. do this. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse and worse. My point with all of that was that Jay Will is yes, he may be starting, uh, but for example, tonight he played. Well, <laughs> shit, <laughs> he played thirty. Looking the wrong, uh, eleven minutes. So I kind of the wrong. Jay Will was a little confused there. So, well, classic. Um, <laughs> my point is if. We do have JRE starting in that role. And if those lamps start playing well, you can throw Kendrick Williams right back in there and, and throw the same lineup out, right? And, and play the same style of play. So even if Poku or JRE or wh- whoever it may be, um, the style of play seems to differ when they're in and it's not working based off the opponent, you have so many different options. And I think that's kind of where we've seen, uh, I know Dayton talked a little bit about this uh, post-practice, post game here a couple nights ago but like basely in, in his time right and we mentioned basely here a little bit earlier but you know it just kind of it depends on the opponent you throw him out there if it's working it's great if if it doesn't work you have so many different options and, and that's what's so exciting about this team right it's kind of the plug and play ability here you can kind of find what works what doesn't you can roll with it and um i think that's a really big strength for this thunder team and, and something that's really helped them during the stretch that we've seen since the beginning of the new year Theme of the season moving forward. We'll hashtag this. We'll trademark it. House money. It's the way it feels the rest of the way. Totally. Totally. You know what's even better about all of this? Thunder can still swap the pick with the Clippers. They yes. sure can. It's almost like a guaranteed lottery pick. You know, Balmer has to be like really sad now by seeing the writing on the wall and how that what's going down in in Los Angeles is not going to come to fruition to anything that he thought was going to and seeing what's coming to fruition for Oklahoma, Oklahoma city and Presti with just Shea and then everything that resulted in all those picks with Shea and everything else. Like you have to know he done messed up and he knows it. Those guys just can't stay healthy. They never play, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Ballmer's they flirted around their with- legs. And maybe that's what Balmer needs to do. Grab both their legs really aggressively. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw that clip. Who, who? Someone tweeted that clip at us today. And I watched <laughs> it and I was just like... Identify yourself. It's highly uncomfortable. It's... Yeah. Weird dude. Lots of money. Literally walked right past us at summer. <laughs> he did. What about asking if he wanted to pay off my mortgage? Literally like pocket change for him. Um... <laughs> Okay, I want to play a game, guys. Okay. As we finish up our Thunder segment here, before we go to around the association. Uh, actually, around the association is pretty short. Do we just want to do that now, Silva? Commercial break around the association, and then we can finish up our Thunder thoughts? Yeah. Do it. So we're going to take a quick break uh, to let you hear about the sponsors, and then we will be back in like, I don't know, a minute? Something like that. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast. 
And I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the uncontested podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the uncontested podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man step back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shay Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design in the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search the uncontested podcast to get your new Thunder Gear today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I don't even know where you're sitting at. But... <laughs> <laughs> Silva, do you know how to make that type of sounder? Uh, no. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think we should redo that, but instead of it being Kawhi's laugh, it should be you saying fellas. <laughs> or fa 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 fa. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be the right Kawhi on. laugh when Oklahoma City gets another lottery pick from them. There you go. You should make um, it out of Carmelo Anthony when he got the water dumped on him. <laughs> what a great sounder. Yeah. We should make that a sounder. I have, still have that on my phone. Yeah. All right. Around the association, Jaw had a really cool dunk. 
Yep. Indeed. Woo! Steven Adams held him up and made sure he didn't fall to the floor and injure himself. What a guy. What a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Like, all right, that's like, all for around the association. Like, like, like Westbrook said. <laughs> he gives and me, we're back. He gives me fierce, like, young Russ vibes. I know that's not a unique take, but that's all I could think oh, yeah, of yeah. when I saw that that clip. Hey, for what like, it's worth, he... I mean... I don't even know how your arm is that flexible to pull it back that far before you insane, it. which makes like, me even more excited not to go off on draft talk, but Eamon Thompson and um, Scoot Henderson being in the league next season. Like I think they'll over the next couple of maybe, years, maybe at that point it. we'll have enough guys in the dunk contest that we don't need G leaguers. Maybe. Gosh, eh. So dumb. So eh. embarrassing. Nobody Why? wants to participate in it. I think that it probably is more of, it's more of a, Guys don't want to do it. And the NBA kind of has to. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think everybody wants to get like shit on choice. on social media. And I don't blame them. I'm going to get Aaron Gordon back. <laughs> back in my day. It's a good publicity. Maybe Jalen Green. Myers Jalen Green. Yeah. He what? <laughs> he dunked with like an NFT necklace on and he yeah. blew it like every time. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a weirdo. Remember <laughs> when Yala would never. Remember when Surge like. Grabbed a toy with his mouth or something like that while dunking the basketball a long time ago, yes. and couldn't even make it to round two. Bigs yep. just should not be in the contest. No. If you're if you're not if you're like a foot off the ground for your dunk, it just doesn't look cool. Even if it is yeah. an incredible dunk, the little kid was like, "Get my my little toy from the basketball thing," and then Serge went and did it. <laughs> that's a sounder. For yeah, sure. I was gonna say clip that, please. <laughs> yeah, that's a great sounder. Forty-two fifty, Silva. Make a note. <laughs> All right, let's play a game. Preseason, there were a lot of thunder takes. There was a lot of thunder predictions, a lot of thunder bets, uh, over-unders and things like that set in Vegas. Uh, John Hollinger took all the unders. Classic. (laughs) That guy's got to feel dumb right now. No wonder he's fine. Come here, are you drinking Pedialyte? Yeah, I'm a little bit dehydrated. Okay. I just had to make sure I saw that. That's correct. No, no, you you, you saw it correct. (laughs) Carry on. So we are going to reset the lines. That's what this game is called. Reset the line. I'm going to give you guys like a betting line or a statistic or something like that. And you are going to have to reset it now with the context we have um, to make it more realistic. For instance, the Thunders over under this season was 23 and a half wins. Doesn't really look like it's going to be 23 and a half wins. now. So we're going to reset those. Let's start with that one, Justin. What is Oklahoma City's new over under? 82 and 0. <laughs> Wait. Um, cute. I was told there would be no math sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, realistically, so we're like just past the halfway point. The Thunder have 21 wins, right? Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm not okay. saying you have to tell me what is the over under for the rest of the season. Just give me like, like total wins for right. the season. I'm just resetting myself here. Okay. I'm getting myself in the headspace. So there's roughly 40 games left. They're they have 21 wins currently. Um I'm going to say I'm going to go slightly under 500 the rest of the way. So I'd say like put it at 39. Like 39 and a half? Yeah. That feels right. It does. What do the rest of you guys think? Is that too high, too low for what it's worth? Uh, every night, 538 updates their NBA predictions. Uh, after this game tonight, they have the Thunder uh, as the seventh worst record in the league. 
<laughs> I don't know how much I agree with that. 37 and 45 gives them an 18% chance at the postseason. Hmm. It feels right, honestly. Um, I think I think Vegas has the Thunder 11th or 12th in the West, like just missing the play-in, which would probably insinuate like 37 to 40 wins. Um, again, the Thunder are 500 over the last 30. It's been the best ball they've played. If they were to continue that, they would still be a game under 500. Yep. Two games under 500. And that feels tough. Even with the easiest schedule, I know all that stuff. I'm going to go 38 wins. 38 seems like pretty good. Enough. So I'm looking at the Thunder right now, obviously 21, 23. Getting very, very close to 500, which is exciting. Um, but I just try to go through here and pick my favorite, like a reputable site that I actually trust. Uh, Action Network is one of those sites. Free plug there. Oh, you know, feel free to I like, you reach about out to does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, we, we did just play Kyrie, but we did. Uh, Action Network had a Thunder at 23.5 wins uh, for the over under preseason. Obviously, they're going to exceed that. <sighs> stuff i kind of like nick's number there yeah i have also been stuck at i was stuck at 38 and a half regardless of where you guys are going just because of the way the season feels like it's going to play out introducing poku and jr you back in the lineup and it just seems like the right number at this time for just some odd reason especially with the schedule lightening up in comparison to a lot of other schedules it could go a lot better than like um, we're expecting. There's also so much context. Like we are three and a half weeks, three weeks away from trade deadline. That can change the outlook of a lot of teams, yeah. right? That can change that difficult or that easy schedule to a more difficult one. Silva, I'm going to start with you on the next resetting the line. What is the projected end of season spot for the Thunder and the West? One to fifteen. If you had wow. to place an over under on it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me try not to go with the hyperbole route here. So currently above the Thunder, the Blazers are at eleven, the Phoenix Suns are at ten, the Jazz are at nine. Let me wow. I can't believe we're having this discussion, by the way. This update like, your yeah, data. Yes. Update your data. The Thunder are tied at tenth. So Take that, really for data. that for data. Let me put them at ten. Final playing spot. Yes. Oh wow. You if, the, if you believe that, go put the plus seven hundred in Vegas. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> I think the Suns could continue to nosedive. I think the Jazz could make a move at the deadline to make them also slide. Uh the Clippers also could slide out of there with they keep getting injuries. I don't know. What about everyone so, else? So looking at last season, um and it granted this is the end of the year, but the Thunder were at twenty four and fifty eighth. Uh, which is 14th place in the West. I'm looking at like that 9 to 10 range. We said, what, 38 wins uh, potentially. The Clippers were at 42 and 40 at 9th. The Spurs were 34 and 48 at 10th. Obviously, a much more compact Western Conference this year. I think that 9 to 10 range is probably pretty fair. So if the Thunder were to get to what we talked about in in the previous segment, um that nine to ten range seems kind of like the the right spot, which seems wild right now. 
I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking based off last year. Obviously, I haven't gone super far and like done the last four or five seasons, but they're they're going to be flirting with playing. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it's important to acknowledge that this team is still pretty young and they're going to experience the peaks and valleys, <laughs> and they're definitely they definitely been experiencing a peak, especially these last however many couple of weeks. I mean, my goodness. Uh, they've been showing you a lot of glimpses of the future that's like we can been getting everybody excited, especially with J dub. And then, then, you know, you always have the proverbial, what if, what, what if you had chat, you know, to the mix. And, but I think at the same time that this team might have some struggles, uh, despite the fact that you have Shay on your team or Josh on your team. Um, but at the same time, I mean, look, the Thunder are have the same amount of wins. The Phoenix Suns, they have one fewer loss, and then the Utah, uh, they have the same amount of wins as Golden State, and one fewer loss. I mean, they are right now where they are in the standings, eight through eleven, eight through twelve, are pretty much interchangeable by a a week. A week, a week slate of games, mm-hmm. yep. and so it's hard to it's hard for me to sit here and say, hey, well, you know, at this point, this is where they'd be. So I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Golden State's with their more experienced. Minnesota, they're a little bit odd. Utah, they could slide. Phoenix, don't know, especially with Chris Paul always like going gimp at the very end of the year, uh, and so like that's why I always say, yeah, probably nine to eleven, nine eleven. 9 to 11 spot. It's they're going to ride that knife's edge, I think. Uh one team that Silva didn't mention as a slider that Comyard did, Minnesota Timberwolves. If Rudy Gobert plays more games, they might lose more. And that's continue just, to slide so down. Hate Rudy that's Gobert. Just, <laughs> just a hater take. That's a, such a hater take. They're, they'll be fine. I <laughs> I mean, they haven't been fine. I know. They yeah. traded everything to be 500. Yeah. How many games has Carl Anthony Towns played? I don't, I don't know. know. They'll be I fine. I don't watch the Timberwolves. You know? they'll, be, they'll be fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to put the... That sounded like I was a big Timberwolves fan. I was like all upset about your take. But I I, I truly believe if, if any team is going to... is very offended. If any team's going to turn it around that's in that like kind of middle ground, now it's the Wolves, in my opinion. That's... Ooh. History uh, is not on your side, my friend. I agree. Well, they, they, history didn't have Anthony. I think I trade D'Lo. Ant is cold. Uh, that D'Lo quote was wild. They gonna find somebody for D'Lo. They, they, they could trade D'Lo too. Like, they, they could do some things. Yeah, D'Lo for Baisley. Good <laughs> God. Maybe. Uh, Report back, out today. They're not even gonna extend D'Lo's read. First, Baisley back, second. <laughs> back to the question. Back Ugh. to the question. Eleven and a half is my number. If I were to be placing the sportsbook wager, it'd be eleven and a half. Boo, I'm going ten and a half. Next one. <laughs> Taylor, you get to start this one. Oh boy. What is the Thunders? Specifically the Thunders. Okay, not a pick swap or anything. Yeah. What oh, is the Thunders end of season draft slot? Well, that runs my answer. Um, I was going to say where are the Clippers? Picking? We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Give me like eleven. I think we'll be if we lose in a playing game, um, they would be eleven or twelve, correct? So give me that eleven or twelve range uh, again. Kind of playing the Nick game here, going with the over under. I think that's probably the safe bet. 
but again, uh, as Presley has said, what is it? Burn your assumptions and or, or burn your expectations and save your assumptions, something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I it's what very are you saying? Eddie Vedder is groaning right now. Yeah. It's like poetry in motion. Taylor's going 11, 12. What do the rest of you guys think? As... 10. I'm going 10. 9. Oh, 11. Yeah, it's got to be so. Everybody's going through again. Everybody's taking the 9 11 route, guys. You got to stop doing <laughs> that. I'm just, hey, whoa. I'm the, I, I have to be the only one that's acknowledging on it. But, like, but I mean, that's realistically yeah, where typical. it feels like. It feels like you're in that 9 11 range, oh, 9 to 11. <laughs> Every time. Like, you don't, you yeah. feel like they could be, they could maybe make it in the playoffs, maybe like a play in. But at the same time, you could easily see them not doing so. I'm like, you're about to sing. They will trade up, though, wherever they win. All right, you cowards. The slot is 15. Hey, there it is. Oh, my. Uh, You'll hear me at the Catalina wine mixer. They're going to get 15 and draft Grady Dick, and all of our t shirts are going to sell like hotcakes at a McDonald's. Or we'll get Uh, get banned on Twitter because they're going to think that we are tweeting profanities way too often. Check out our own More than usual? On Elon Musk's Twitter. Um, next <laughs> one. West. Taylor, I'll come back to you because you wanted this one so bad. The Thunder have a pick swap. Oh. Which pick do they use by the end of the year? <laughs> I was like, did I want this one? Okay, cool. Oh, um, their own. Do they? <laughs> do they? Here's the thing. I'm not a betting man. Or <laughs> I thought Taylor was about to say if the Clippers are higher, they're going to use. I also, I also thought, I mean, I I also thought Taylor was going last Taylor, on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a bit betting man. Uh, I'm I not swear to God, Taylor could just bet. Do what? <laughs> everybody, everybody always starts off something by saying I'm not this, and then but, says something exactly like that. But I'm yes. actually this. Yeah. So here's the thing: I am a betting man. I'm not a very good one. I don't put a lot of money on things. Um, <laughs> But if I were to put money on something right now, I would probably bet that the Clipper. You have the the PG and Kawhi injury history, just the 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 veterans on that team as a whole, compared to the Thunder, the the, the style that they're playing, the youth. Because <laughs> like if I was gonna bet, then. Well, let me well, give you the history of yeah, the Los yeah. Angeles Clippers real fast. Let me, let me so give it you started in 1940. Is, I think Have I told you about the Action Network? <laughs> yeah, I'm never interviewing Taylor for anything ever because those transcriptions would be ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, if I were Mark Dagnall? Can you get, imagine if Taylor got to it. interview Sam Presti? Get to it. Samuel. Get to um, it, please. please. Yeah, I, I kind of think they... <laughs> like, I don't feel good about it. What the Clippers pick? I think they will choose the Clippers pick. Uh, <laughs> you think they're going to use the swap? Yeah, they'll use the swap. Okay. I don't think so. Will you play the Holy Cannoli sounder for me? Holy <laughs> Cannoli. I do not think they'll use the swap either. For what? For what it's worth. I think they'll take their. They're going to do it on their own pick. Their own pick. My dream scenario is still in play where they play the Clippers in the play-in. You knock the Clippers out, you use the swap, and you get in the playoffs. If that happened, if Shea beat the Clippers to knock them out of the playoffs and take their pick (laughs) in Los Angeles, I mean, just chef's kiss. That's beautiful. Steve Ballmer might cry in the arena. 
wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Everybody cries. Next one. Silva, I'm going to start with you on this one. All right. So resetting the line, how many players traded at the trade deadline? Like on the, the Thunder? thunder. Just, oh, on the Thunder. <laughs> uh, Total amount. Um, let me say one, and you know who I'm gonna say. Yikes! You know what I'm gonna say, partner. (laughs) Shout out, Michael Cage. If I was more well versed in Michael Cage jargon, I would have said that exact line. But (laughs) so my my wife, Amanda, my wife Amanda, she just got yeah, my wife. She just got a shirt gifted to her that has a picture of Michael Cage's face that says, that's nasty. <laughs> that's incredible. It's amazing. That's I want to awesome. wear it. That's what I was going to say. You have to ask me to borrow it for a... Uh, I need her to wear that at work, <laughs> given some of the people in. she sees at work, <laughs> see what their reaction is. Great stuff. Uh, I love that. I'm going to say three. Boom. Wow. You like that? Whoa. That's yeah. hot. I mean, I like it, but I want to know what it, what, what it, what, what who, when, or why. What it, what it do. Justin's about to what say the, the, the rights to Mitchich will be traded. God, no. We've avoided saying that name for like six months, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no. You just conjured Mitch. a demon. Mitch. Can we still trade Gabby Deck? See on the table? No. Um, Re trigger that whole fan base. <laughs> I, I think it's, I mean, do you want me to get into get specifics? Names. You don't have to you like names? trades. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't have necessary or necessarily names. I think Bayes Bayes feels like a prime candidate for all the reasons we've been saying for the last nine months plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see another. I don't know, like consolidation type of trade, like roster exploration type of trade. Like, is it some of the the smaller end of bench ish kind of guys that you package two of them together, get somebody else in a pick? Yeah, I think salary is a big thing there. Like, it, even yeah. if Baisley's the guy you're trading, you may have to give up more in a larger deal to to make anything happen. And that that's why I think it might be multiple is to bring somebody back. Is like none of these guys are making any money. So like, you're going to maybe have to put a couple of them together rather than just trading one of them straight up. Well, they do have mm-hmm. space to, to bring in something as well. Yeah. They have a $10 million trade exception. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you want to bring in extra money though. Definitely no. not. But I mean, it's already a roster crunch, right? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe you do a three for two or a yep. two for one to open yep. up that roster spot. Yep. So for exactly. your 2014, 2014, 2023, 2024 pick. You know, yep. who knows? So Silva's got one. Justin's got three. What are the rest of you guys got? I mean, <laughs> we've been throwing out some over under numbers here. I'd say like 0.5 would be, would be my over under. Yeah. Um, I think I'd go under. I kind of think under too. I, I don't know if they're going to make a move, especially with, I don't want to say, especially with basic playing like this. I, I think he still will be gone come next year, but basically for Nas Reed, Nick. We talked Straight about up. this. Why the hell would the wolves do that, though? They're not going to extend Nas Reed. Because they're wolves. There was, this, there was a report good. today. They're not going to extend him. They're just going to let him go to free agency. I mean, are they going to extend him? You have to, like, you got to think about context. 
they, whoever, they, they whoever, whoever reported that, do you really think that someone at the Timberwolves said, yeah, we just don't want to extend Nas Reed. We're just going to let him walk for nothing. This I don't time. think someone from the Timberwolves said that, but I wouldn't be surprised if an agent said they're not negotiations and it doesn't look like doesn't he's not going to come back. For sure. For I, a second. He's in a second. That's your favorite trade package, right? Nas has been so damn good, though, dude. He's been like, really good. Preseason, I say for sure. But the way he's playing, I don't know. Agreed. Big Mike with the, maybe the comment of the night. Can't trade for the Wolves' best yeah, center. He, he has been Boom. that good of late. He really has. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we're talking the same team that traded four first for Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. It's true. Yeah. All right, I think I have one more resetting the line. This one feels kind of easy. Justin, you can start this one. How many postseason awards do Thunder players get? So we're talking like MVP. I was going to ask if like all NBA counts. All NBA, all mm. rookie. And all okay. the new made-up awards that the NBA has now. Oh, I didn't think clutch, of those. Clutch yeah. player of the year. Yep. Yeah, like most team spirit and all it's that. Harder than you thought it was, Jacob. Spirit. That's what she said. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy, okay? Oh, we can Um, I think Shay and J Dub maybe both bring home two awards. So I'm gonna say four. Wait, what two? Wait. Wait. What? All NBA. I think Shea gets most improved and all NBA. Oh, and I think okay. J Dub gets all rookie and rookie of the year. Boom. Not really. Year. Not really. I love that. Wait, what's the second then? No, it's rookie of the year, Nick. Duh. And rookie of the year rookie. and all all rookie team. First team all rookie. I was gonna say Shea might also get the clutch gets, player of the year. He gets four. True. Shea gets all star all NBA. gets four. All star doesn't count. That's not postseason. It's an award. <laughs> Come on. See, when you, when, you, when you mentioned the all-star teams, then you started to make the numbers inflate, and you confused the whole process. We aren't getting numbers here. I think I tested. I was okay. told so I guess all-stars all doesn't matter anymore. Don't vote for Shea. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's what you're saying. It's Don't get award. a trophy. It's not there's an no award. Trophy. There's no award. There's no, trophy award. For, there's no trophy for all-NBA either. Post-season. Why are you so mad? Yeah, I... Are we all in agreement that Shea's going to be an All NBA guy? Easily, yeah. Should yeah. be. The only question is, there are not six guards better than him easy, in the league. But yeah. Should be. I'm thinking second team. I think there's a chance third. it is second team. I think it's third. Who goes above him? Jaw, Steph, ja, you got Luca. Jaw's questionable. Jaw, Luca, and then second team is Steph. Shea. Hey, I they still think people are going to give Donnie Mitchell the nod. Yep. Steph. Ah, that's a good one. I mean, the, the, if, if, if the Cavs are a top three seed in the East, plus his 70 whatever bonkers game, plus all the other crap he's like, he's been awesome. He had 72 points in a game. Yeah, no, he's been like, very good. So, okay, Regardless. Maybe, maybe 13. All, still, all I think Shea's getting an all NBA nod. Agreed. J Dub, I think, to me at this point, is a lock first team all rookie. Yeah. Yes. What a year. We got... What a year. Yeah. Who hey, anyone else have it... a chance in the word? That's what I was trying to think. I don't know what those new awards are. 
the, only, the only the only new one is is clutch they just rebranded yep. the rest of them to give like, oh. legacy player names and stuff Darren fox might get that one people in the comments have been mentioning this a lot nba team with best hair that's what they've been mentioning a lot <laughs> most no, strippers no. in one night <laughs> no that goes to uh philadelphia 76ers that's right um mark dagnall where does he <clears throat> end on a coach of the year ballot Probably like top ten's a lazy answer, but six? I think that's yeah. Oh, I think I think it's gotta be top five. Oh. Like I don't think he's gonna win it, but depends who on the else do you put there? Too. I think he deserves jo- top I think five. Jacques Vaughn gets up there. Boston's he's been really he's Missoula. been really good for them. Yeah. Let, let, me, let, me flip, let me flip the question on you, Jacob. What does the Thunder's record have to be at the end of the season for him to win the award? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. That's probably... Um, I don't know about record, but I would say if they're not in the play-in, if they get six. So if they get, if they actually make the the real playoffs without the play-in, you think he has a chance to win it? Yes, very much so. This team was projected to win 23 games. I would agree with that. We're talking... For sure. We just set the over-under at 39. If they're a playoff team, not a play-in team, yeah, 100%. What if they Um, double their win total? How cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, then they would be a playoff team, not a play-in team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be. They'd have to go like crazy the rest of the way. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. But but still, I. I don't know. They need to have at least like three more healthy players to play. So that's fun. Is it too late for Jang to make a all rookie team run? Yes. 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 Very late. For sure. That was a joke. Well, hey, what but about apparently Chet? he's a uh, yeah. What about Chet? <laughs> Chet, <laughs> Chet comes out of the tunnel for the play-in game, dressed out. Oh my god! Light thirty piece. We gotta call the doctor because it's been much more than four hours. At what point, like, <laughs> I, I have I have no idea who his Frank is, but like, at what point does is he able to actually go full go and practice with the Thunder team? And I wouldn't be surprised if it's and, and before still, the end of the season and still yeah. sit out while the season is going. That yeah, that's yeah. what I'm asking. Like I think late he'll March, play five on five, but not. We'll probably get a yeah. report that he's played five on five. Yep. I, he's going to play in summer league next year. That's going to be like Matt. You, I don't think he's going to play summer league at all. I, I think OKC is going to say hell no. I agree. If he doesn't play summer league, he's going to be out playing pickup like he did all summer last year, anyways. So, wouldn't you rather have Probably him like playing play. underneath the Thunder coaches okay, and training staff? Tell him and say no, like they did with early Katie and Russ, where they were like, "Hey, show up with the backpack, be nice guys, don't do that." <laughs> I don't think it's about. I don't think it's about worried about him getting hurt again because he's going to play basketball. Like he's a basketball player. You can't be scared of him playing basketball. I think it's more of a this team is going to be declaring themselves and they want Chet to be this like secret weapon coming in. It's like this whole mysterious secret Chet Holmgren's too good know. for summer league. And he's going to play. I think we're going to be at summer league next year watching Chet play. I don't know. I hope I, hope I, so. I, I feel very it's, confident. I really hope so, but I don't know. The are question you, is, will J-Dub play? Do you think, do you think you're going to see J-Dub too good to play? Plus I'm saying, you're not going to see Paulo. You're not going to see those guys. Why would Chet be there? Josh played last summer when we thought he didn't have any business. Usman Jang is going to be like one of the only one of these guys that's actually going to play in summer league. You know that, Usman's right? Usman's a good one. All right. Hey, Silva, do you want to take us through some of these comments? We've got a, a metric crap ton of them, but lots of fun <laughs> comments, lots of questions. 
Uh, do you want to zip us through here for about five minutes before we get out? Yeah. I think we owe it to the people. They showed out tonight to on this live stream. Power to the people. Uh, let me just uh, go up from the bottom here. Da, 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 da. Chat making all rookie team next year from our good friend Meek Leak. I think there's a chance Chet is rookie of the year next year. Yep. Yeah. Also, shout out Meek Leak. You're always here giving the comments. We love it. Yep. He's the man. Um, Shay for picture and then contested shirt. We got Yanni Meek saying Shay clutch player plus all star plus all NBA. Jada all rookie. Uh, I mean, hey, Shea hits a couple more game winners. You never know. I mean, Um, it is the first time they've ever given out that award. We don't don't really know what they're looking for. Oh, someone in the comments said most strippers in one night. I thought Taylor just like came out of nowhere and said (laughs) So did I. (laughs) He did. That's how Taylor's brain works. Wait, somebody put that in the comments? Was Kamiar's intro a a comment too, or did he make that up? Not... <laughs> um, Eamon says Mitchich is like Voldemort to Jacob. <laughs> uh, we got a that's nasty partner from Logan M. Let's see. Da, da, da. Best case scenario for the end of the year from Connor B. Sixth seed. It's probably best that's case. Some high. Case. Yeah. You know, only four games out from home court. That's a lot. It's a lot of games. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying they'll get there. But I'm saying that's how crazy the West is. Yeah, right yeah. Now. it is. It's, I mean, it's possible. It's just crazy. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Let's see. Let's see. A lot of Meek Leak and Amen are good friends. Carrie says that we have to get rid of the, right. the tanking soundbite. Boom, 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 boom. Can, oh, should we play? R.I.P. Is this the last time we ever play the tank sounder? Am I going to play My it right now? Uh, I, I, don't know. I have I don't it right know. here. I don't know. Oh, let's go, Silva. Loser! You're a loser! And that means that the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to... I forgot. The team? That's yeah, an all-time. I mean, maybe it's for the best. I'd yeah, that might be the last that. time we play that. I'd be fine with that if OKC got a nice pick too. I looked forward to that every week for a good stretch of time. <laughs> I Justin about had some wild ass tanks. He did. He had some His great stories analogies. were incredible. For like a few uh, months, it was like my Google search history is like, what's the biggest tank ever made? Has the tank ever fallen off a cliff? <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking like of, that. if it's the last time, what's the tank meter at? Is it at zero or is it still oh, yeah. like five or ten? It's dry. Yeah, the, the tank is completely dry. We got that bitch up on blocks. Oh, my. <laughs> Watch this team lose eight of their next nine games. Yeah. Speaking of bets earlier, yeah. Meek says, aren't we due for someone to eat a rotisserie chicken? Yes. We certainly are, Taylor. With his hands. Yes. Taylor, what do you want to do that? me style. When do you guys want me to do it? What should we make Taylor bet? do it on a solo pod post-game? <laughs> or should what we make him do it on a weekly show? I don't know show. if the listeners want to like this. What was the, the live show? viewers will enjoy it, but the uh, listeners maybe not. What about like a... It's gonna, we're going to have some ASMR going on in that yes. episode. <laughs> Silva, what was that bet? I'm looking for it right now. Oh, here it is. Uh, I made the bet. Taylor took me up on it. It is a major sports publication will write a 2022 NBA redraft or ranking within the next year, and Jada will fall in the top eight. We've seen him go three. I, I like lost that. that was like, a really times. looking back. That was a dumb bet, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't one Especially of my better ones. Get out for the year. He's at least going to be top eleven if he played where he's supposed to be. Yeah. 
<laughs> Colin uh, asked a question yeah. about where would the Thunder have to be for Dagnall to be mentioned in Coach of the Year? Already. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Everybody that looks at the Thunder, they're like, dang, this team is so well coached. And so then they get to wait now game. because yeah. next season. I <laughs> wonder if Vegas had some odds we can look at. I feel ago. like Coach of the Year is the, is one award that I think always sucks oh God. in terms of who gets it. Marcus Marcus 23rd in Vegas. Yeah. Not, not good. I feel like oh, they, wow. they always the give over. it to – it's like the – I don't know. It's like the NBA head coach PR award. Yeah. Like yeah. somebody who's rehabbing their image or Joe Missoula. Yeah. Like He's exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they don't ever give it to the rising teams. I feel like. Yeah. The team that actually needs the coaching. The team, right. The <laughs> team that actually like has like a stellar coaching job yeah. of young guys. Yeah. Like it's never that kind of team. It's the same thing with executive of the year. Yes. It's who made the biggest trade. Yep. Yeah. Just rebrand it because we all know what it is. You know who's last? Silas, pop. Wow, really? I yeah. I mean, it makes sense though. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Casey and him were tied for last. In fact, uh, Amon oh. said we went from quote Shay's unhappy to quote they need to be buyers on the trade market. Predict the next hyperbolic media narrative we will hear when this team is contending. Oh, that's super easy. Why is Pressy not using all these picks to go and trade for somebody right now? Yeah. Or it's why or is the, he not trading for John Collins? Or the can Josh and Shea coexisting becomes mainstream? Yes, yeah, that's no, a good I, one I, too. I think I think Taylor's spot on. It's it's the Presty said all along he's not going to press the button until he needs to, but the national narrative is going to be hurry up and press the button, mm-hmm. and he ain't going to. They say Dame Lillard's available. Why is he not trading for Dame? It, it, it'll be obnoxious. Yep. Damian Lillard makes no sense on this basketball team. That's why. Um, We'll be saying that over and over and over. Luka Doncic does, though. Hey, yo. God he damn could. Right. He could. As is James Wiseman. Thank you. I think last one, and we'll get out of here. Good luck explaining to your insurance company how you broke your tailbone whenever you're taking charges at the pay call center. <laughs> I was like, what is he I'm glad you about? clarified because could you uh, sue, did not. Could you sue, sue the pay call center for breaking your tailbone there? I would sue Jay Will. He's the reason we're doing it. I would, too. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's Blue time for us to get out of here, guys. Certainly insured. Hey, thank you guys so much for checking out the uncontested tonight. Livestream was wild. Can't blame you guys. This team is exciting as hell. It's been a fun week. We got another week coming up. We didn't even do predictions. They have Wednesday night against the Pacers, who are missing Tyrese Halliburton. Then Friday, they have the Sacramento Kings and 9 p.m. Central tip. I'm on the post game for that one. We're going to be up late boys. And then next Sunday, the Denver Nuggets. I personally am looking forward to the Kenrich Williams guarding Nikola Jokic for 30 minutes. So join us for all those post games live here on YouTube. If you miss it, you can always get it wherever you download your pods. Thank you so much for all the love tonight. We'll be back with you guys Wednesday. Until then, have a great Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's actually today. You get tomorrow off. Hopefully you get tomorrow off. We will talk to you soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up.